Hello, welcome to another episode of the Old Dog Soapbox Podcast with your host Norman Goodman. And um, great day today, nice fall is setting in, the leaves are turning colors, looking real beautiful here in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, I wanted to do a, a, a podcast real quick before I started my day. I hope everyone is doing well. Again, support the podcast, Old Dog Soapbox Podcast. Um, I'm on um, I'm these videos right here that I'm doing. I'm uploading those right now to uh, Rumble. Um, I'm not doing <laughs> YouTube. Um, hopefully, I can get something on Rockfin, and then I will also upload some videos to Rockfin. But uh, right now, these videos are going to go up to Rumble, and um, and I'm also I have a, a locals. Um, which I have yet to build, trying to build a community on locals, but I may just upload some videos to locals as well. Uh, start a blog, <clears throat> so I'm gonna work on that. <clears throat> Keep working on my skills with my writing <laughs> and spelling. But <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody's going well. Forgive me for this little tickle right here. Just came out of nowhere. Just before I did this, I was gonna sit down and do this podcast. So forgive me for that. If I, you know cough a little bit or whatever. Um, you know, I don't have covert, you know, I don't have the monkeypox. <laughs> I don't, don't have any of that stuff. Um, and I'm definitely not taking that any of those shots. So, um, we're just going to bear with it and get through it. Apologize for the glare again on the glasses. I can't seem to figure out, um, how to remove that. I'm right on my computer. The only way I can get the glare off is taking glasses off. And in that way I can't see anything. So, <clears throat> Just bear with me. Um, I hope you can take the message that I'm trying to um, convey here and, and use them. Just trying to give you some nuggets. And um, I'm not trying to be a reporter. <clears throat> Eventually, I will learn how to add other videos or bring up videos like the other people, uh, guys and girls doing out there and add that to um my screen to give you a little bit more visual of things I'm talking about. But in the meantime, right now, this old dog is working with what I, my knowledge is, uh, the knowledge that I have, and this is simplistic, and this is what I'm using. Um, and also, you know, go to, uh, uh, check out, you know, my uh, products here on um, olddogsoapbox.creator-spring.com. I'm adding uh, more digital products. Uh, today, I'm going to add a uh, digital video, uh, some video products. I, I go through and I vet a lot of things to make sure it's the right product, something that I would use. I'm not going to sell anything that I won't use myself and I won't learn from. So those are the things that I'm going to put on the uh, site <clears throat> and rest assured that I'm using that same product and I have confidence in it. And so uh, check that out. Check out the T-shirts. I'm going to add more products. And I'm also getting ready to, um, I have an Amazon, uh, products on Amazon, but it's under the uh, Eye Open Apparel. But I'm going to put more shirts and stuff, which is going to have the old dog soapbox on it. So uh, I will let, me, let you know and keep you posted on that. But um, today's... <clears throat> Um, podcast. I'm going to touch on uh, a few things, maybe five little topics I want to touch on uh, briefly. And um, the first one I want to touch on is, and I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, there's been billboards up, billboards uh, being displayed about this uh, Woman King movie that's coming out. Um, and um, <clears throat> so I, I really didn't pay attention to it. I saw it on up there on the billboard. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And um, 
And then I was looking at a YouTube uh, program and the previews came up about this uh, uh, tribe called the Dahomies, which I had never heard of before um, uh, in my life. And um, in their betrayal of these Amazonian women that was of this tribe called the Dahomies. So as I looked at the video, the video, I mean, the preview, the preview uh, depicted what a theme and a narrative was. The Europeans, uh, the French, was coming on the continent of Africa to enslave the Africans. And the Dahomey tribe with their Amazons were going to go to battle to fight the Europeans, the French, so they won't enslave the African people on the continent of Africa. Now, if you know anything about slavery coming out of the continent of Africa, if you are aware and you're not like most people that's walking around in the Black Lives Matter community that have no concept and not aware of anything. They don't. I doubt if these people even read or do any research. You'll know that the slaves come out of Africa that uh, uh, trans-Atlantic uh, slave trade could not have been possible without the African tribes participating in this. Not just participating, but uh, providing that labor to the Europeans, uh, Portuguese, the Dutch, the, the British, and other, uh, the Brazilians, <clears throat> other slave traders that was out there. So what I did was I went to look up, I, I didn't know who the homies was, but when I found, when I was looking for it, there was a lot of people raising hell about this film that's supposed to come out on the sick tomorrow, which is the 16th, the day the 15th. And how nobody should be celebrating this 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 tribe of the Dahomies. A lot of African Americans. I'm talking about a lot of African Americans with Razor Hill and some uh, uh, whites, but people that knew more about the Dahomey tribe than I did, because I didn't know anything about it. Were raising hell about nobody should be praising this 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 tribe. So I went on Google. You know, I'm like, okay, let me go on Google, Wikipedia, and see what I can find. Well. <laughs> what I found, just so you can know I'm not shooting from the hip, the homie tribe, okay, did they sell slaves? And uh, the kingdom, and I'm going to read this to you, right here on Google, uh, the kingdom of the homie had sold hundreds and thousands of slaves to merchants like Francisco de Souza. The ceremony was about celebrating a relationship between two families that was originally forged over slaves then i went down a little bit more and it said what what is the homies famous for the homies became a adversary to the british empire after abolishing after british empire abolished the abolishing of slavery during the 19th century the british sent diplomat diplomatic missions to the homie in an effort to convince king uh gizo to abolish human sacrifices and slave trading. Now, what I found out about this tribe was, yeah, they had um, some women that were women warriors, and the Amazon name came from the French. The French called them Amazons. Matter of fact, the French that came in contact with them uh, the men were like turned on sexually by these women simply because of their, their warlike mentality and their brutality and the way they were. So the history of the Dahomies 
in these Amazon warriors. Let me give you a little bit of background on the Dahomey's uh, tribe. And you can look this up for yourself. Please do. I will. I suggest go and look them up. Get get into it and see what this tribe was all about. But anyway, this tribe was a tribe that went around. Their whole com economy was built off of attacking other cities and other villages and killing and beheading and massacring the men and taking the women and the children into slavery. And their whole economy was built off of that war, conquer, and slavery. I mean, they had a, a according to my research, they had a nice system set up as far as uh, economics, taxation, and everything. They would tax other tribes knowing that those tribes could not pay those, pay that, and then they would go in and decimate that tribe. So their whole, that was their whole economy. And as the story goes, as I'm researching, that these people were brutal. They would go in, King uh, Gizo would go to other tribes and, and, and offer his help. Say, hey, listen, we'll help protect you from other, other tribes. And they would say, okay. What he would do was, once he got his soldiers in place and the other tribe felt comfortable, you know, hey, they got my back, he turned on them. Burnt the cities, killed their kings, killed their people, and they loved beheading. They, they had a big fetish with beheading. So they would behead uh, their victims, uh, especially the, the Amazonian women, and would drink the blood. And then they would walk around with the genitals and the heads of their uh, people that they killed or executed until they got back to their own village, which could have taken a couple of days or maybe a week, along with the slaves. And they had a relationship with the Europeans. Okay, they had it with the uh, Portuguese, the Dutch, the British, uh, the Brazilians. And so they had ports that were uh, at the, the western part of Africa, ports set up to where the British, where those Europeans can come in because they, were, they couldn't go into, they weren't allowed to come on a continent and go into the woods because a lot of them were down in malaria. And plus they were probably would have been killed by the Dahomey and other tribes. So before they could actually get the slaves that they wanted, they had to pay tribute to the king of Dahomey and the other tribes. Now, for my research, all the tribes were involved in the slave trade. All the African tribes. They didn't look at they didn't look at each other as that's my brother, whatever. Everybody was black on that continent. Slavery was part of that continent. They all had slaves. And selling slaves was not a big deal. It was normal to them. So they don't look at it the way we look at it over here in the United States. So according to my research, the homie was probably responsible for 20% of the slaves that actually left or was transported off the continent of Africa. So what they would do was they would bring the slaves and the ones they that, and they kept some to work their plantations. So once the tribute was given from the Europeans and then they would take the Europeans and let the Europeans watch a massacre going on. Every year the Dahomey had an annual celebration of the Dahomey tribe. And what they would do with the slaves that they just had on the plantation, they would slaughter them. They would massacre them. They would behead them and everything. One French um, delegate 
wrote in his diary that a 16-year-old Amazonian girl removed the head of a slave man perfectly. I mean, they say they knew how to just, boom, pop it off, took the blood from the knife, wiped it, and drank the blood. And said everybody in the tribe was just like, it was like it was a football game. It was normal. It was normal for that to happen. You had some tribes where one of the kings had a wall made up of just skulls of slaves. And he there was a gap of 150 uh, a space that needed 150 heads in it. And they went there and saw them literally decapitating 150 slaves' heads just to fill in that gap in the wall. Like you like you would do, like you were filling up a wall with bricks and you were uh, putting cement and it, they were using heads. This was the African, this is how the, a lot of the African tribes were on the continent of Africa. Okay, so <clears throat> the Dahomey's, these women, Amazonian women, that's all they did was train all day. They were virgins. They were considered property and, and wives of the king. They were not allowed to marry and they were not allowed to procreate. Uh, so these, and, and all they thought about was killing. They would go out in and have a week training with no food or whatever. And they were just, as the French said, they say these were cold-hearted killers. They were just numb to kill. Killing was just like swatting a fly. Killing another human being was nothing. So this is who what this tribe was. And like I said, every year they would have an annual celebration of being the homies. And they would just, just murder all the slaves. And it got to a point where um, the villages were just being emptied out. They had gone in and taken so many slaves that all of a sudden whole villages were gone of people gone. So <clears throat> there were other African tribes that actually were like a safe haven for runaway slaves. People trying to escape from being captured by the Dahomies. And the Dahomies went into battle with two of these tribes and lost. They got the butts kicked. Um... And the way the Amazon women came into the forefront, that the men in the tribes had been either killed through war or even some of their own men were sold into slavery. And the women end up by osmosis, you know, um, end up uh, becoming the majority of the military because they were really it was a small part of the of that military tribe. They were just inserted in as a small part, but end up having to become a larger part because there were no men. The king ended up, <laughs> the king ended up getting rid of a lot of his men. <coughs> so they had two wars with the French. The French was coming in, taking more territory. So they had two wars against the French. Um, and they were the um, Bahamian and Franco-French wars. Well, the French beat them, beat them up the first time. And then the second time, the women were, Basically, the majority of the force, 434 women went in and only 17 came out alive. And the uh, French Legion said that um, they had to give it to them because these women were fierce warriors, very tenacious. But they had to take them down just like they would a man because there was no these women didn't. If you blink, you die. And a lot of men blinked because these were women at first from France. They were like, "Whoa, that's a woman. They weren't used to women being in war. And those who blinked or hesitated, 
got killed. Uh, the story goes that some of the French men had captured some of those, uh, the homie women, warriors, and bedded them. And the next day they would go in and the guy's throats would be slit. These girls were cold-hearted killers. So my suggestion to you is this. Go research the homie. These are women that, basically what it is, they took the women from Black Panther because that's what they were based off of, really, the homie tribe, and now spun off in a movie trying to focus strictly on the women in Black Panther that was the guard for uh, the king there, okay, in Wakanda, which was a fictional thing, but now what they tried to do was bring a historical thing, but they flipped it. They totally... It was it's misrepresented because the homies weren't trying to uh, keep the Europeans from enslaving Africans. They loved and say it was part of their business. You know, they, they I mean, when the British was basically said, and I read to you when the British went in and said, stop the slave. They were like, uh, no, uh, we're not stopping slavery. You can stop slavery, but we're not going to stop slavery. And they still sold slaves to other places. Um you know, you had Franco uh, D'Souza, who was a British, not British, but a Brazilian um, slave trader. I mean, the guy went over there, stayed over there, and he followed like 90 sons. Uh, they didn't count women. They didn't count the girls. So he could have followed probably 200 children, but they only counted the sons. And a lot of those sons went off to um, different universities in Europe and then came back and became you know, the managers of daddy's uh, uh, slavery empire. But uh, once the um, once the uh, Dahomey tribe was defeated for the last, second time by the French and they end up having to become part of the French uh, colonies, uh, that was it for the Dahomeys. That was it for the Amazon uh, women. That was it for slavery um, coming out of from the Dahomeys and at that time. Now, I'm not you know, saying that the French and the English and all those stuff was great. But what I'm saying is, is that what we have to recognize from this film is that there should no way, once I've done my research and I have to concur with everybody else, there's no way that we should be glorifying this, these women in this tribe. But it's going to have the desired effect because, again, you have a lot of African-Americans, black people, Negroes, whatever we call ourselves today, are going to run and flock to the theaters because they need to feel sorry. For, they need to feel good about themselves. You know, you have to understand blacks in the, on this continent, the majority of blacks on the con continent have a identity crisis. Um, they want, for whatever reason, they want respect without earning respect. They want the white people to respect them without earning respect. I, I, I don't get that. Uh, they talk about, uh, suppress oppression and systemic racism. And I'm like, you know, they talk about communism and I'm saying to myself, they could easily get on a boat and leave this country if they wanted to. I don't understand why you would stay in a place where you felt oppressed. Why would you stay in a place where they have systemic racism? Why would you stay in a place where, um, you don't feel like you're getting any respect? Then leave, leave the United States of America. Do like WBE Du Bois. Renounce your citizenships to the United States and become a communist. That's all you got to do. And that'll take care of that. There's no need to, to, to tear up our place. I mean, I like being in America. I'm going to stay right here. But if you're unhappy, then leave. So a lot of blacks are going to flock 
especially a lot of black women, because this thing is all about pumping up women. This thing is all about pumping up the black woman and telling her she's strong. You know, when you look at the Black Lives Matter, you see three black women, but behind it was a, they were coached up by a man who's actually a Marxist. He was white and he coached these women up just like WB, the boards with the uh, NAACP, just like the W, uh, the TWO, just like any of these black caucuses, organizations, always some Marxist or somebody white behind it. But the black faces in front to say, hey, listen, you know, we all in this together and no, we're not. So I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't, under no form or way or fashion, watch this movie because it's a lie. First of all, it has all that has no historical uh, um, uh, truth to it, other than they homies. That's it. Um, and uh, again, these guys were deep into slavery. Uh, one thing about African Americans, they have to understand, and a lot of them don't understand. The Atlantic slave trade would never, Atlantic slave trade would have never been successful without the cooperation of the African tribes on the continent of Africa. Would have never been successful. Would have never been successful. Everybody's hollering about reparations. Well, you're going to have to go to Africa to get them because I can't, I can't look at the Europeans and say, you guys put us into slavery. No, 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 no. It's the Africans that put us in the, our ancestors into slavery. It's our Africans that did that. The Europeans, I mean, it's just like supply and demand. They can come ask you, hey, listen, you got any uh, warm bodies for us? And we could simply say, no, nah, man, get off our continent. We could have went to war for that, but we didn't. Our ancestors said, yeah, we got you. How many do you need? You need what? You need 100,000? I had that for you next month. Come on through. And that's what they did. Okay, and that's what they did. So slavery, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes down to the black people, that falls strictly on us. It's strictly on us. Because the Europeans would never never have had an African slave off the West Coast, whether you went to Jamaica, whether you went to the Caribbean, whether you came to the Americans, would have never had it if it wasn't for the tribes in Africa supplying that labor. Would have never had it. So I wouldn't see this movie. I would not suggest anybody take their family members, their children to see this movie because it's all propaganda. It lies. And a lot of women going to come off this thing, patting themselves in the chest. I remember my wife said when my wife was saying that she got all excited for, oh, yeah, yeah. And I had to, oh, oh, let me break it down. And once I broke the history down, she was like, oops, my bus. Yeah. Don't get excited, women, because you see a woman on TV with the machete talking about woman power. <laughs> don't don't do that. All right. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of black women are going to run out there and they're going to take their black daughters. Right now, all the like they got the uniforms, uh, the costumes of the, the women from Wakanda, those warrior women out of stock. All these women are black women are buying these these uniforms up for Halloween for their daughters. It's, it's, it's just brainwashing at its best. And these women are going in hook, line and sinker. All right. Just. Just all emotions, no thought, no thinking, just we are strong and we're going to show the world that black women are strong and I'm angry and, and we're going to show them we're warriors. And I'm like, sit down somewhere, man. Stop. You're making fools out of yourselves. But that's my view on, uh, what is it, the woman king? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Again, it's all propaganda and lies. Okay. Now, let's move on to the next thing. Uncle Tom.
one and two. Uh, Larry Elders is the executive producer. Extremely, extremely must see by everybody. By everybody. I don't care if you're black, white, Jewish, whatever. You must see the films Uncle Tom 1 and 2. Because what they go into. And of course, you know, Larry Elders is a conservative. Everybody's in it's conservative. But what they did is they went through the history of the blacks. From the point of not necessarily slave, but coming out of slavery. And the blacks before the civil rights movement. Especially in number two. And what they touched on was Marxism and communism. And, it, and a lot of people are going to be blown away by this when they find out that, like I told you before, the NAACP was formed by communist party. They knew they could use the black. And the whole goal was to destroy the United States. That's, that's all it is. You're going to be shocked when you find out that Martin Luther King was a communist. Uh, you're going to find out that Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. Um, you're going to find out the whole thing was communism and these guys going in, developing the black community to act like fools. Okay? This is this is the civil rights movement. Caused all this damage and all this craziness. Before then, 75% of the homes had two parents, male and female. We didn't have none of this craziness going on. None of this riding, none of this stuff. People worked two, three jobs, had businesses, restaurants, clothing stores, very prosperous. Communities were turning money over 10, 11, 12 times in the community. Um, the historians uh, have, have quoted and said that for people that was in slavery within a generation, to achieve what they achieve, no other group in his mankind history has ever done that with all the disadvantages thrown at them. Nobody had done that. That the 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 the, the ex-slaves and the descendants of slaves had closed the gap so fast in the United States that it was absolutely scary and impressive because we just buried our heads and got to work. Education was the key thing. Uh, Uncle Tom, too, goes in depth about um, Booker T. Washington. Now, if I haven't said anything about Booker T. Washington, I'm going to say it again. Um, up from slavery. Okay, you got to read it or you got to listen to it on Audible. I don't care what you do on, on YouTube. Put it in. You can do it for free. You, you don't have to pay for it. It's out there. When you can, and they, and they talk about W.B. Du Bois versus Booker T. Washington. And W.B. Du Bois, again, was a communist. He would go out with Mao Zedong, all the communist leaders. Uh, he renounced his citizenship. And he was behind the NAACP, which was a communist organization formed by this white woman. I don't know her name. I can't get her, her name. But when you look at the film, you will see. Now, uh, Uncle Tom 2 is for sale right now. Okay, it's digital, $19.99. If you purchase, like with taxes, $21 delivered. Um, and you can only watch it on your computer or your phone or your tablet. Okay. You won't be able to watch it on TV unless your TV is set up to search the web. Then you can pull down your email and you can do that. Uh, Uncle Tom one, you can watch that for free on prime. It's on prime. It's part of your prime membership. You just put in Uncle Tom 
and it'll come up and then you watch that. That one's more of going into it's it's like it, it takes you, it walks you to through stuff really slowly, gets you prepared for the second one, and then the second one leaves you at a cliffhanger where you know there's a third one coming. And um and at the end of that it Martin Luther King is talking about economic freedom versus um you know justice. And that's what got him killed. But that's another story, as they say. That's what got him killed because when when King and Malcolm got together, Malcolm let him know you're going in the right, the wrong direction with this justice stuff. You need to focus on economic growth for the black community, and that's how you free the black community, not by looking for justice. And I think King, I think I, my thing about King is this: even though the film said King was a detriment to the black community, he was a socialist. I believe the whole. Um, Civil rights movement was a disaster for Af for the African American community, the whole thing. But again, it was when you had Marxists behind it, it was designed for that. It was designed for destruction of not just the African American community, but for the United States itself. You have to understand there are forces there that hate our sovereignty, that hate the Constitution. Okay, it's not the it's not the Arabs. <laughs> And not the people coming out of Afghanistan. They really want, want America and the Europeans to leave them the fuck alone and leave them alone. These are forces that are Europeans that want to destroy that constitution of the United States. That makes us different from everybody else. That, that makes us uh, stronger and solvent. And a lot of people don't get that. So when you got people over here talking about socialism, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I was looking at... Um, just off a little bit, I was looking at a, 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 a YouTube on Rockfin, and the lady kept saying she's socialist and she's not capitalist. And I'm looking at her house right now, and I'm like, everything in your house is not from socialism, it's from capitalism. Every single thing. Everything you think, you're living here in America under a capitalist system that gives you the opportunity to go from zero to a hundred if you choose to do that. Socialism does not give you that. It doesn't. It's all about destroying the, the bourgeois, which are the middle class, and the proletariats. Okay? Keeping everybody down and the guys at the top. Now, if you ever go and look at a... Com go back through history and look at a communist regime. Look at Mao. Look at uh, Stalin, Lenin, uh, Pol Pox. Look at uh, 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 Cuba. You know, uh, look at all these, all those so-called socialist places that's supposed to be great. Look at their... Look at the people at the top. That's pushing socialism. And look how they live. How on the hog. They got cars. Money. Women. Eating the best food in the world. While everybody else is starving. Owning all the land. See. You got to understand. Marx. And it's no. And, and, and no religion. No God. See. Marx hated God. Because he felt like religion. Because he felt like people that were very religious. Would put their strength in God. And not attack the system. And he wanted to remove God out of the equation. And have people to do things in their own strength. And have a whole bunch of anger going up. That's why you see the Black Lives Matter just acting like fools all over the place. But I'm not going to give away a whole lot. But I'm telling you, watch the movie. Uncle Tom 1, Uncle Tom 2. Everybody needs to watch it. So you can see exactly how we're not oppressed in this country. Especially not especially not too much. We, we haven't been oppressed <laughs> forever. Um, you know, a lot of people want to complain about redlining. Well, I mean, I have a book, a whole book on redlining. 
Okay, so what? If you don't want me to move in your neighborhood, I make my own neighborhood. I don't need to move in your neighborhood. I mean, I don't understand the love affair of why um, African Americans wanted to go across the, the fields so far. They were so, blacks were so envious of the white man that they were willing to destroy their own community to be over there with the white man. This was all jealousy and envy. Okay, when you have black restaurants, black hotels, black bus companies over here, why are you concerned about sitting in the front of the bus and riding in a white, a white man's bus company? That makes no sense to me. If you already got all that stuff over here, why are you concerned about over there? That whole thing with Rosa Park and all this kind of stuff like this, why would you be concerned about that? It doesn't matter if I'm sitting in the front, back, whatever. As long as I'm on the goddamn bus, I don't care. But if you got a bus line that's taking you to the same place and they're owned by a black, uh, a, a black, it's a black company, why would you be so desperate to ride over there with these people? It makes no sense. And the moment you got all those privileges, you left all the black businesses and the whole neighborhood went to shit in the handbasket. So all your money went over here to continue to enrich people that you claim was oppressing you and the people that weren't oppressing you, you left them hanging. I mean, black people. I, I, I'm sorry, babe, but it's just black people. So look at Uncle Tom 1 and 2 and uh, look at it not once, not twice. I mean, I'm looking at mine. This is on my phone right now, man. And I'm, I've looked at it like three times. I'm about to look at it again for the fourth time because there's always something new that I've missed. Um, but it just shows the greatness of the black people, the descendants of slaves in this country, how they use capitalism to raise themselves up, how they use the educational system here to raise them. They weren't trying to integrate. They used exactly what was in front of them. Okay, they read the old school books. And it's still they were kicking ass. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, we haven't benefited from the civil rights movement. We've actually, yeah, we, we, we're worse off than we... <laughs> As Jericho Green said, we did better in slavery than we did after the civil rights movement. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn. I couldn't almost argue with I couldn't argue with the dude. I'm like, we, we were doing much better. Once we got out of that situation, everybody took off. And now everybody just whining and crying and complaining and just. Just for no reason. I had to tell one guy, he was talking about Adolf, descendants of slaves. I said, dude, stop crying. Get to work and stop crying. Jesus Christ. Reparations. Reparations. I'm like, well, going back over to Africa, at the, uh, the homies and all the other African tribes that sold your, your answers into slavery, ask them for your reparations. Because the white guy paid, he paid here. He paid for the property. You would consider property whether you like it or not. He paid for it. He don't owe us nothing. It was a business deal. He fulfilled his end of it. And the people you need to be looking at are the homies and the, and the blacks that sold your answers into slavery, not the white guy. Okay? Slavery is a, is a nasty business. Poaching animals is a nasty business. Pedophiles, nasty business. Pedophilia, rape, nasty business. Beating on a woman, nasty business. Beating on a man, nasty business. Stealing, nasty business. The issue of life is in the heart of man. Should everybody get reparations for feeling like something was wrong? They were wronged. 
I wasn't wronged. I was never in slavery. I never picked one cotton. I never did. I never was in a rice field. I never cut down any sugar canes. What, what the fuck I need? I mean, no. It's ridiculous beyond absurdity. It's the dumbest idea I ever seen. I heard of. But again, you got lazy black people that don't want to work for anything. They want handouts and they want somebody to hand them something. For what? For work they didn't do. So that's my rant on that. Uncle Tom 1 and 2. Please go see it. Great film. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very informative, very educational. Uh, the second film is a little bit more violent because it shows a lot more violence in the African-American community. So be very um, careful on young people, young ears, young eyes. Um, it's up to you whether you want to uh, share that with your, your children. Um, I know if I had young children, I would show them. I would show them the ugly and the good side because I was always not about hiding anything from my children. Uh, except for sexual stuff. They don't need to be looking at that. They don't need, that, they don't need to be looking at that, that at all. But anyway, that's my, um, my uh, observation on... Um, on Uncle Tom 1 and 2, please check it out. Give it a look. Uh, support it. You will not be disappointed. Okay? Add it to your library. Now, let's talk about the new booster shots here that the CDC keeps pushing. Listen, the wheels already came off this coronavirus coronavirus thing. I mean, as much as I try to avoid it and I try to stay away, because I talked a lot about it in length in my podcast. Okay? And so I try to stay away from it. But the more I, I mean, every time I try to stay away from it, I'm coming around. I'm seeing the same. I don't understand why these people are dragging that damn busted vehicle down the street. Keep telling people to take boosters. I mean, the gig is up. The mRNA therapeutic shot. The damage been done. Everybody knows the lie now. Everybody knows the lie. They lied about the trials. They admit they they lied about everything. The mass, the social distancing, the coronavirus itself, the pandemic, the, the, the shots, they lied about it. All of it. The gig is up. We should be going to we should be going to them and pulling them out of the house and taking them out back and putting them down like like crate like wild dogs. That's what we should do. And these guys keep pushing this damn booster, which they didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't even do trials on this one. There was no trials to to fudge. They did nothing with this one. They did nothing. Um, and there and people going out taking these damn shots. I don't get it. I don't get it. it it's, it's a crime against humanity. And the CDC is still telling people to go out there and take the shot. I I, I don't get this thing. So I, I I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what to do. But I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. Just like I did the whole almost two, three years. They can kick rocks. I'm not taking anything. My mother, 77, she didn't touch it. My dad, 70, he didn't touch it. My wife didn't touch it. We didn't touch that mess. For what? What was the point? It made no sense. It was out of fear anyway. So, let's, um, I just wanted to touch on that stupidity just for a second. That's it. Not that much. Okay. I wouldn't, I'm not a doctor, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you right now, everything, if, as long as they have you in fear, they can control you. Don't move in fear, folks. Make sure you're informed. Make sure you re, you demand, you demand documentation, you demand the studies, so you can read them. If you don't understand it, get somebody who can't understand the language. Okay, do that. 
Do not allow, do not let people guide you into a situation unless you have informed yourself. Use that squishy head, that thing between your ears. Please. Don't fall for it. Just like the, the Russia and Ukraine thing. Don't fall for that stuff, man. I've I said it before. i said it again. Anything coming out of legacy media, take it with a grain of salt. It's all propaganda and lies. Period. Okay? So I'm just going to touch on that for a little bit. Um, I would be remiss but not talking about um, the Queen Elizabeth uh, passing away. Um, I'm not going to badmouth the lady. You know, um, 96 years old. Um, there's a lot of lot of ugliness happened under her under her reign. A lot of ugliness, apartheid, um, Ethiopia, um, a lot of ugliness happened. I mean, a lot of people were were killed, massacred, uh, property stolen. Um, her whole lifestyle was based was just bloody, was based off of blood. Um, her family right now is eating off of uh, deceit, lies, murder of, of people on the continent of Africa and, and Scotland and everything else. What I find most amazing, though, is that there are people out there that have been, um, it's like the Stockholm Syndrome. You know, you have, um, your, you, you love your oppressors. You love the people that, that brutalized you and took your, your land and killed your family and killed your livestock. And for some reason or another, you fell in love with them. And you got a lot of people that, that have the Stockholm Syndrome in Africa and in Scotland and other places that the British Empire had conquered, even in India. A lot of people having, some places having 12-day mourning for the Queen and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I, I'm not going to judge the woman. God's gonna, That's God's business. I'm going to let him do it. Uh, but right now, her 71-year-old son... Uh, Mr. Climate, uh, the world's coming to a hand in hand basket and we need to m use military force to force everybody to comply to what we think uh, they should do on the planet. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we need to we need to make sure we check this fool. Um, a lot of people don't think these guys got power. Oh, they just figureheads and whatever. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. They got more say in this thing than y'all can ever imagine. I mean, three days before the, the lady's death, Queen's death, she what? Uh, 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 talked to the the new prime minister? Nah. <laughs> if they didn't, if they didn't have anything, nobody would be giving. She, nobody would care. She was having meetings every single day. Was it every day or, or, or once a week with the prime minister of Britain since she's been since twenty five, since nineteen fifty two, fifty three. Not recorded. Nothing written down. Do not tell me that that family don't have some influence. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Yes, they do. All right. So um, it's always a sad day when somebody passes away, but it is it is natural for that to happen. And um, there's a lot of people that's not going to have the same health care that she had and not going to die in the way she died and passed away. She had a very privileged life. Um, at the expense of a lot of other people. She didn't earn anything. None of her children, none of her grandchildren, nothing. Didn't earn one thing. But because of the British people and everybody else that's under the empire, 
They live in large. Now, some African companies right now, they want they want to go. They want to break away and become their own. Um, um, they want to become their own states. Okay, their own republics. So I don't blame them for that. We've done that a long time ago. I mean, I wait till the lady died. All of a sudden, we want to be a republic. So um, some people are really pissed off. They not showing no love. They they hope she burn in hell. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. It's um, Everybody's got their own way of addressing it when it comes down to the monarch. I never understood the whole mess over there in England. Uh, that made no sense to me. But um, for some people, it does. So anyway, I'm just speaking on a little bit. And um, yeah, that's my say about Queen Elizabeth and um, her passing. Um, let's talk about... Um, my wife asked me a question the other day, and was it yesterday? And she said, she said, can I ask you a question? And she, I'm like, yeah. She says, where did this, who gave the children permission to misgender themselves and to change their name? And we didn't have time to go into it because she was on her way to work. But I told her, I said, you, you got to understand that there are forces there are organizations, Trilateral Commission, uh, the uh, World Economic Forum, the Council on Foreign Affairs, um, the Milner Group, Cecil Rose and his cohorts. Um, there's a lot of organizations that have infiltrated the United States government. These three in particular, I said, put it in terms of uh, Captain America and think about HYDRA. Her Hydra uh, infiltrated steel, and you couldn't tell foe from friend. And uh, just think about it in that way that they have infiltrated every part of our country. And the idea to um, get rid of our Constitution, such the Trilateral Commission, they hate the Constitution. Is right in their uh, mission statement. They want to revisit and revamp the Constitution, get rid of the old the Constitution that was by the uh, created by the founding fathers. They want to throw that out with the bathwater and come up with their own uh, Constitution, which was known to be a, a new world governance where um, the bourgeois and the proletariats would be suppressed, and there would be a small amount of Marxists and capitalists that have influence that will run the world and um, reduce the surplus population, like I talked about in my last podcast with the Kissinger Report, uh, take control of all the resources on the earth, limit your mobility. That's why they want everybody on the EV. That's why they're trying to tell everybody to get off of gasoline. <laughs> because why? Because that gives you mobility. That gives you growth. Trying to convince you too much uh, CO2 is in the air. Why? Because CO2 gives you growth. And they don't want you to grow as a bourgeois or a proletariat. So um, I told her there were systems put in place to get the younger generations. If they couldn't exterminate them in the womb, per the Kitchener report, they would indoctrinate the ones that made it out of the womb to think the way they're thinking today. Okay. So um, it was a system put in place. There is a, 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 a book 
that I have. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. That I would suggest everybody. Yes, yeah, a, a top secret silent weapon for quiet wars, a programming manual for control of society. And again, that's just one book. Now I have it in the uh, Beware of the Pale Horse. It's in there. I also have it on my phone. And when I look at my older books, like by Malo, uh, Rape of the Mind, you got Delusion, you got Mind Control, you got Battle for the Minds. You start, you get into Carl Quigley's A Tragedy and Hope, Anglo-American Establishment. Uh, you get into uh, Propaganda by Edward Bernays, Crystallizing Public Opinion by Edward Bernays, Walter Lippmann, who was a communist. All these guys were all about getting here. If I can get in here, I can control you. I just, but I got to get you early though. I mean, I've said this before. The Jesuits had a saying, give me a child from birth to seven and I'll bring you back to man. And Dr. McTay, who's a child psychologist, he says, give me a child from birth to four and I'll bring you back to man. So that's why the earlier that you can get these children, like in Head Start, in, 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 in the kindergarten or whatever, the easier you can program them. Um, I was talking to a gentleman the other day. I was with my dad helping him with his pl plumbing business. And he was talking about how his, uh, I don't know if his niece or granddaughter, whoever, just graduated from ODU University here, ODU University here in Norfolk. And he said, man, they messed her up. He said, this was not the same child that went into that university. The child that went into the, that university is a totally different animal coming out right now. She is radicalized. She believes in all that garbage they're putting out on television. And um, I said, well, that's what college does, man. It doesn't teach you anything. It indoctrinates you just like in, in the compulsory schooling. Okay. Uh, that's indoctrination. I can only tell, say to you guys, if you have any school age children under the age of four, you need to not, you need to take them out of school right now. Don't homeschool your children, folks. I, I can't listen. These people are grooming your children. They turn them into homosexuals. They turn them into lesbians. They turn them into trans. They turn them into drag queens. Um, I, I'm, they, they turn them into uh, murderers doing the abortion thing. Um, I mean, they, they turn them into um, haters of America. They're living in the greatest nation. Listen, I don't agree. What a lot of our, what a lot of things Americans have done, but then again, I look at it from, like I said before, this book, Trilateral Over America, Anthony Sutton. I'm gonna put it right here so you can see it, along with other books that I have. Once you start reading literature like this, you 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 start to realize that America is an idea. Okay, that's perpetrated in the rest of the world. There are forces that use America as the face for their dirty work. Okay? And we're being represented in the wrong way based off of people like Kissinger and uh, Rockefeller and Berninsky and all these people that were part of the Trilateral Commission. And I'm a, I finished the book, but I'm going to go over again, take out some notes, and I wish I could do a PowerPoint so I can show you guys exactly who... And this book was written in 73. But you you would be able to look at that book and see who was in the Trilateral Commission. Jimmy Carter had all the he was part of the Trilateral Commission, had all 
his child in key positions, key positions in our government. These people uh, occupied. They made policies for our country that none of us had a voice in. So, um, uh, that's what I use. That's what I look at. I look at it a little bit different. Um, even though everything says America, 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 I know I say to myself, uh, Council on Foreign Affairs, which was first, um, Trilateral Commission, and then the World Economic Forum that came third. I mean, Klaus Schwab said you will own nothing and be happy. That's Marxism. That's socialism. And that's where they need these children to accept. If you notice, a lot of apartment buildings are being built. Yeah, so if you want to know why your children or your grandchildren are coming out of the schools talking about misgendering and, and I'm a dog and the teachers have to affirm that and if the child shows up now, if the child's name is John today and Paul tomorrow and Susie the next day, you have to address them, affirm those names every single time they come in. Um, that's by design, folks. And we went to sleep and we let them down because we handed our children, our grandchildren off to the enemy. We handed them off to the devil. And the devil hates families. And he, he loves children only to seduce them and manipulate them. And he loves seducing Eve. Eve is easy. He loves seducing Eve. Man, I can go to Eve and kiss her on the neck and she'll just do whatever I want her to do. And this is why you got a lot of women right now uh, loving abortion, uh, supporting men that want to be, that saying that they're women because they manifest this in their minds. Um, this is where we are. And it's all pro programming. And a lot of people look at it and say, oh, it's conspiracy or whatever. Only thing I can suggest to you folks, there's a couple of books I suggested to you and, and, and go out and read them. Okay. Uh, Still in America by John W. Whitehead, Trilateral over Washington, anything by Anthony Sutton, uh, Carl Quigley's works, Tragedy and Hope, um, uh, uh, Anglo-American Establishment, uh, Propaganda by Edward Bernays, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death by Neil Postman, anything by Neil Postman, John Telegato's work, okay, John Telegato, get all of his work, okay, uh, Richard Grove at uh, Grand Theft World. Um, I would definitely suggest going to Grand Theft World. And you can find them on uh, Rockfin. These boys are deep. These boys are deep. My library is because of Richard Grove. <laughs> I have more books than I could possibly read. That's why I have Audible right now. If you want to know what kind of world you're living in, that's what you do. You go and, and, and you start educating yourself. You get out of the TV. You start reading. And you, you what you want to do is have all your ideologies challenged. Okay? Um, I'm always looking to have my ideas challenged. Whatever I believe today, I want it challenged tomorrow. Um, I used to be... A so, I used to be deep in... If you look at listen to some of my old podcasts... Oh, man, I was all about socialism. I was all about socialism, Marxism. I used to listen to Richard Wolff. He's a huge Marxist. Um, not understanding that it was communism. And, um, but I kept digging. And then when I found, uh, like I said, uh, Thomas Sowell, thank you, Algorithms, for YouTube. And then I came across Shelby Steele, Dr. Walter William, uh, Lowry Green. 
Glenn Lowry. I'm sorry. I keep calling Lowry. It's Glenn Lowry. And um, of course, Milton Friedman. And I kept looking at one podcast where the guy had Milton Friedman in the back. And um, whatever for whatever reason, I had Milton Friedman and Keynes mixed up. But I really didn't know much about either one of them. But the Trilateral Commission goes into Keynesian and goes into um, the whole idea of removing us off the gold standard. You know, and it's, it's crazy how um, Roosevelt was connected to the banks and all that kind of stuff and, and, and the, um, the central banks and how he was convinced to confiscate all the gold from all the citizens of the United States. Now, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because gold and silver represented freedom. And why would you make it a federal crime for you to hold on to your gold that you purchased because you didn't hand it in to the, to the, to the government? Okay. We were taken off the gold standard in 78. That made us have a fiat currency, which was backed by nothing. <laughs> it was backed by nothing. Um, it was just a promissory note. And when you don't have anything, when you don't have your, your money backed by anything, then it's up to interpretation, ebbs and flows, central banks, ebbs and flows. And, um, and the more money they pump, the, Lord, the, the value of the dollar and the fiat currency you have goes down. So there's a deliberate fight to keep gold out of the hands of people like me and you. And um, if you can, I would suggest get as much gold and silver as you can. Get tangible stuff, man. Forget about that Bitcoin. I'm, 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 listen, I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to keep bit banging this thing until somebody get it through their thick head. I'm not an expert. I'm not any of this. Okay. But when, whenever that cryptocurrency and blockchain crap came out, I didn't pay attention to it. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, okay, whatever. But then when I started looking into it, I said, well, is it tangible? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It was just something in the, in the, it wasn't tangible. I'm like, well, how do I get, where do I store it? Do I store it in a bank or, and everybody kept talking about a wallet and all of this. And well, how do I use it? You know, and it was just, everything about it was just, it was like the wild, wild west. People shooting from the hip. I'm like, why would I, what the, it made no sense to me. And when something doesn't make sense to me and I can't grab it and have a hold on it, and I don't care how many people I listen to on YouTube or read or whatever, it just didn't, it, it seemed like a Trojan horse to me. I was like, something ain't right about this, this blockchain shit. Nothing was right about it. And I know a lot of people out there believe, but nothing was right about it. Yeah, people were making some money. I'm saying, good for you, but somewhere down the line, this is leading us to somewhere. Just like the credit cards did. It's leading us to somewhere. I don't know where, but it's leading us to somewhere. And now you see the central bank digital currency. Now, before, they never called themselves a central bank. It was always the Federal Reserve. Now they're saying, well, hell, they already know. We're going to tell them we're a central bank. We're a private organization. <laughs> They're screwing the American people. Because we got it, all the politicians bought and paid for. All right, so um, I wouldn't touch 
the cryptocurrency or blockchain, I don't care how much money you make in it. If you can make a million, billion dollars, God bless you. But it's going to get you, it's going to lead us to destruction. It's going to lead us to this transhumanism crap. It's going to lead us to this, uh, uh, this social passport thing to where they'll be able to shut and cut your money off if you aren't doing what they want you to do. They're going to cut it off. All your living, the moment you accept that blockchain and you, you accept that digital currency, your whatever little bit of freedom that's hanging on the thread right now because the constitution they're trying to get rid of will be gone. You're never getting it back. So you need to look at that constitution and you need to ask yourself, how important is it for me to have my liberties, my freedoms? Do I want somebody managing and dictating my money? If I want to go get a pizza, I want to be able to go get a pizza. You don't want somebody saying, well, you can't get a pizza because you had too many carbs today. <laughs> people are going to lose their mind, man. Seriously, people are going to lose their mind. And this is what's going to come. If you buy the wrong book, if you watch the wrong show, if you put the wrong stuff on Facebook, they're doing it in China right now. Testing ground. Okay, Americans need to wake up and understand that you are being propagandized and led down a road of your own destruction. And you're going to be and you're being led by women. Bad idea, all ideals. All right. So. Um, that's my little side thing over here. I just came off, went off the rails. But those little things I want to talk about briefly. Um, I know I kept you for an hour. I didn't expect to be here for an hour because I got to get the heck out of here. But anyway, please don't forget to support. Um, the podcast uh, because I need it. I need your support. I need to get. I'm getting better. I want to continue to do this. And um, again, I'm not trying to be the next newscaster or whatever. A lot of stuff on this soapbox podcast is my perspective on things, the way I see the world. Uh, yes, I, I I'd be remiss not to go in and grab things that's happening in current in society today. I have to. Uh, but I want to also talk about things that I'm learning through the literature that I'm reading. Um, I like going backwards in history because whoever controls the past controls the present and controls the future. So, uh, and a lot of people don't don't want to deal with history. You know, it's outdated, outmoded thinking. We got to live in the present. Well, your history is your present. It is your present. So let's stop living in a. a abstract world and talking about diversity and inclusion and you know fairness and all that craziness that ain't that's not the world Com communism marxism is suicide okay um when you follow the herd that's a suicidal behavior okay learn how to be an individual standing on two feet so i'm gonna leave you with that Again, thank you for uh, spending time with me at the Old Dog Soapbox Podcast. Don't forget, again, support. Go to olddogsoapbox.creator-spring.com for merchandise, digital products, ebooks. Also, uh, Old Dog Soapbox Podcast. I'm on Spotify. And um, support. Support. Guys, have a great day. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Um, again, like I said before, if you have any grievances for someone, smash it. Life is too short. Okay? Life is too short. All right? Have a great day. Stay blessed. Talk to you later on the next 
episode of Old Dog Soapbox Podcast. Signing out.